Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, the one that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O Devotion. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode, number 159, Hoping for Good Gifts. This week features an interview with social justice advocate, author, and pastor, Jeanette Armigan, and it's our intention to flood your weary soul with hope. Take time to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to help you dive deep into the teaching segment. Record scripture mentioned during the show and look up the verses later. Record what God speaks to you and let us know the impact to your heart. Journal pages can be downloaded from show notes at soulh2o.com slash 159 with scripture graphics, information about our guest or anything else mentioned in the show. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Last week, I talked about the prayer of Jabez and how it's okay to ask God for good gifts. But if you're anything like me at all, you need to hear a message a few times in a few different ways before it really starts to sink in. Soon it will be Christmas and families will be gathered around the table opening cheesy Christmas crackers. Every year we get excited to crack them open and can't wait to see what's inside. But it's mostly the same thing every time. A tissue paper crown, a lame joke, and some little toy. We hope for something better, but it never really happens. It's about this time of year when people start questioning, what do you want for Christmas? And I find it difficult to give people any sort of Christmas list because the reality is I have so much stuff. And after going to Africa this year, I realize we all have so much, dare I say too much stuff. I feel conflicted like Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, struggling to make sense of the justice and injustices in our world, the haves and the have-nots, trying to enjoy what God's blessed me with and holding things loosely. I've read and I know that God doesn't have a problem with us having things as long as they don't have us. It just seems at this time of year that everyone around is asking for something, but are we asking the right things from the right person? Which makes me think of Jesus and his discussion with the Samaritan woman at the well. Jesus had made this pit stop in Samaria and he was at the local watering hole, literally a well, not the neighborhood bar. He sits down and strikes up a conversation with the woman and he asks her for a drink of water. It's a weird request from a Jewish man to a Samaritan woman, since Jews at that time wouldn't even use the same cups or bowls as a Samaritan had. On top of that, the fact that men didn't just go up and talk to unknown women. Jesus moves from asking the Samaritan woman for something to reminding this daughter of her value and how God had a gift with her name on the tag when in John 4.10, Jesus replied to her and said, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you're speaking to, you would ask me 
and I would give you living water. I'm guessing somewhere along the line, this girl believed the lie that she didn't deserve to ask God for anything. Maybe our Samaritan sister felt unworthy to think God would have something good for her. Maybe she felt God let her down, hadn't answered past prayers, and our girl just stopped hoping, stopped asking God for anything. Jesus told this broken girl how she needed to start expecting, to start hoping and asking him for living water. She had spent her life looking for love in all the wrong places, and he wanted her to ask for the right thing from the right source. So what are you hoping for this Christmas? Do you need an injection of hope to believe that God has good gifts for you too? Just ask and you'll receive hope for the holidays. And the winner for Crowd Pleaser App of the Year goes to the My Joy Radio app with an overwhelming amount of five stars and reviews. User Priscilla wrote, This channel has turned my fears to hope. Wait, there's more. Ozion said, I love this app. The best app ever. Now, have you downloaded the My Joy Radio app? It's free. Search in Apple and Google stores and take Joy Radio with you wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Jeanette Armagan is passionate about people finding and living in freedom. In her coaching and work, she delights in helping others discover who they were created to be and encouraging them to live out their life purpose. Having served in various pastoral roles within churches for nearly three decades and working with individuals who have experienced sexual exploitation and trafficking, Jeanette loves having the opportunity to bring hope, healing, and help to people, especially for those who are struggling in their journey through life. She's an ordained minister, certified life coach, social justice advocate, author, and lover of all things beautiful. Jeanette lives in the greater Toronto area with her husband and three children. She enjoys deep conversations and, of course, bubble tea. Welcome to the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, Jeanette. Thanks, Sherry. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I think we need to get out for some bubble tea because that is absolutely one of my faves to totally love bubble tea. It's the best. It is the best. So we go back quite a while now and I don't know how many years, but you somehow, oh, I know how it was. It was a friend of mine from Orangeville said, you know, you were looking for a woman speaker and suggested me for your conference. And I was excited to hear from you and get asked. And through that whole process, got to know you better and um, was really thrilled. So you've been fulfilling so many different roles. Back then you were on staff at KRT Church in Brampton, weren't you? Yeah, I was doing women's ministry at the time, and you came and preached amazing, and uh, the women loved you, and it was uh, it was an incredible weekend. 
It was an incredible weekend. Um, I've had some of the girls that I met at that conference on my show, and it's just incredible. Lena Sabula, who is from your church or connected somehow through your church, and she, you know, came up to me at that event and shared how God had wanted her to write her story out, encouraged her to write her story. As soon as she published the book, she messaged me and had her on the show twice. So it's uh, really incredible. That event was a God did so much. At that event. And then for the past, I don't know, five, seven years, you've been working at Fight for Freedom. And what an incredible work that is. And can you maybe just tell the audience a little bit about what you've been doing there? Yeah. Um, well, at first, I started at Fight for Freedom as a volunteer, uh, leading an outreach team. And then eventually, I became a staff member. And uh, for the last number of years, I have been the pastoral care director. Uh, and so that's really uh, a ministry of presence. And so doing a lot of uh, one-on-one type of uh, ministry to survivors, um, but still continuing with the outreach, uh, prison ministry, and uh, just um, being encouragement, basically a cheerleader. I always tell the survivors I work with, consider me your cheerleader. I think everybody needs a personal cheerleader and I'm that. Yeah, actually, I wasn't even thinking about it, but Lena Sabula, who was, you know, a girl who went through human trafficking and she had few cheerleaders that helped her get out of it. And I know you've been that for so many women now through the ministry of Fight for Freedom and your personal life and how you just reach out to so many people. Um, in your book, we're going to talk a lot about your book in this interview, but the beginning you start off on the intro and you say, life is a journey and it goes on, but I just see um, the journey of your life has really been to help people in struggling times. And I think there's no better way to help people than to encourage them to get into God's word. And so I was wondering, you know, I get all my guests to share a Bible study tool or tip, something from your personal Bible study that would help people that are struggling uh, to find freedom in Christ and how you find that as you're studying the Bible. Yeah. You know what? Um, I love to personalize scripture. Um, So when I'm facing a a particular struggle, whether it's anxiety or uh, fear or whatever it is, I try to find scripture that correlates to whatever the problem or issue is. And then I like to just pray into that and personalize it. For example, um, lately it's anxiety, right? Um, so take Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, um, and personalizing, saying, Lord, help me not to be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving to present my request to you, God. And your peace, which transcends all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Powerful. So just flipping a few words and like saying it as if it's your prayer. That's a powerful way to change and use scripture to pray and to to state declarations before God about your faith in him. That is really powerful. And then I always get our guests to share a favorite Bible verse or maybe one that's inspiring you lately. Yeah, well, one of my favorite Bible verses, and I know it's common for a lot of people, but it's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, 
plans to give you hope and a future. And uh, I, I just think it's kind of cool that this verse has been so meaningful to me uh, throughout my life. And now I've written a book and it's hope unhindered. And it's just mm-hmm. pulling that word of hope out of the scripture and into the writing. And uh, that's what really I find a lot of comfort from this scripture is that no matter what's happening in life, because, you know, life troubles come and go, um, but just to have that hope, right, that that God is saying he has hope for us, um, that I find just really, truly comforting. Well, Jeanette, I hope people come back after the break because they're going to get inspired with hope, I know, as we continue to talk about your book and your life. I'm Jeanette Armigan from episode 159, and my music pick song for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Hold Us Together Hope Mix by the artists known as her, or Gabriela Sarmiento Wilson and Torin Wells. I will trust in you and know that you Discover a world of inspiration and information on our website. From the latest news to inspirational Christian devotions and everything in between, we've got it all. Visit us now and see why our website is the go-to destination for everything you need. Check us out today at joyradio.ca. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break with author of Hope Unhindered, 40 Days of Encouragement for the Weary. Jeanette Armigan is an ordained minister, certified life coach, social justice advocate, and lover of all things beautiful. Jeanette, we have just started talking about hope and you shared your favorite verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, that talks so much about the hope that God has for our futures. And as you were writing your book, I'm just wondering what inspired you to write about the topic of hope? Well, I've worked with some amazing people and they're really heavily invested in the lives of people and they really carry that weight with them. Um, I've also worked alongside a number of survivors and other people who've experienced trauma and pain, and it really doesn't matter what the situation is, that that difficulties, weariness, challenges, they all come to all of us at some point or another, and we Mm. all need encouragement and hope. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. You you know, especially a girl who is caught in human trafficking like you've been working with lately, but you know, just every girl that is living life on this planet goes through times where we need hope when our our life circumstances don't kind of give us any hope for the next future. Um, In your book, I I love how you've written, and maybe if you could just kind of share with people, it's not just a devotional. There's more to it. What, you know, what can people expect when they're going to work through your book? Yeah, well, the devotionals are short because if you're weary, you don't really have time for reading something long, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So they're just bite-sized devotionals, uh, messages of hope. But in it, you get a promise of hope and also um, a prompt with a, a reflection question. So you can write, journal about it. You can turn that into a prayer. And so those are 
all components of uh, each daily reading. And like your book is beautiful. I love it. Even you have the designs on the inside. So the places where you can journal, it's just really a pretty girl's book. Um, it's inviting to actually write things out in your book. I, I want to talk a little bit about one of the devotions that struck me as I was going through preparing for this interview. And I was thankful to get a, a you know, a pre-release copy from you, but the one that was titled Sunrise and Sunset. And I think because this year I went to Africa, I know you just came back from a missions trip in Thailand, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were there, um, did a week of, of uh, uh, ministry in May Win, and then a week of vacay in Bangkok. How amazing. Yeah. It's always good to have a little bit of both because you're so tired after a missions yep. trip. You need a bit of a, a vacation at the end to come back to real life. But when I was in Africa, we were right on the equator. I've never seen sunsets like that. It was incredible. And so when I was reading your devotion and the way you were talking about sunsets and sunrises, I uh, haven't seen a lot of sunrises myself, but... <laughs> You know, it just made me think about that and how, you know, the way that you wrote about it, how God is there in the sunrise times and in the sunset times. Um, I thought it was really neat how you pointed out about Jesus healing at sunset. I don't know if you maybe want to give people yeah. a little flavor of it. Yeah, a lot of times we we associate sunsets with the ending and endings with something negative mm -hmm. and the reminder there of Jesus healing at sunset is that um, even the endings can be beautiful as well mm. right and uh, there's a line something similar to that in the, the devotional but it's not to view endings as a negative thing but there's can be something very beautiful uh, and healing in something ending as well yeah and then that surprise of Jesus healing at the sunset you talked about. And sometimes we think something is over, it's dead, it's done. Yeah. But then Jesus comes along and brings healing and restores. It was so well written, really encouraging and filled with hope. Thank you. Yeah. So what do you really hope that readers are going to get out of your book? Um hope <laughs> i mean the obvious uh, the obvious um is hope and encouragement but just to be like I, I said earlier just being that cheerleader and you know when you are weary when you're tired when you're discouraged uh, you just need that sliver of hope that, that there's light at the end of the tunnel and so these devos is just to kind of point towards the light of jesus being there at the end of what seems to be maybe like just this long dark tunnel um, but there is light at the end of it there is hope to be found and i think it's really good to know that you as the author you know are you writing this book as someone who has always had hope and never struggled with it or is this something that god has been working through your life yeah well um ironically enough um i've heard it said that if you write something be prepared that you will be kind of living it out. And uh, weariness has been something that I've uh, struggled with on and off. But in particularly uh, just recently, as I'm trying to get this book published, 
um, I had a number of changes in my life um, where I was at Fight for Freedom for a number of years. I have accepted a position at my home church to be on staff there. And uh, although I had been sensing that God had a change for me, I wasn't sure. And so this was an unexpected thing. And I am a planner. And so I kind of managed my time of like how I'm going to get this book out and all that kind of stuff. It was going to get out in October. Um, this is mid-November and it's just being released now. So obviously there was a delay. Um, I had a lot of new things, a lot of additional things on my plate that I hadn't expected. And uh, I was really burning both ends of the candle. Um, I, <laughs> I thought this is really ironic that I am... Uh, publishing a book on weariness and I'm exhausted. I'm <laughs> totally like every spare moment was just filled with work, whether it's book work, homework, uh, church work, whatever. And so um, I found myself actually going back and reading some of the things that I had written because I'm like, I'm saying this is encouragement for other people. It's got to be encouragement for me too, again. And uh and I was encouraged by the different things as well. And just remembering the things that God had taught me as I wrote it as well. And so, yeah, um, <laughs> weariness is something that I too uh, struggle with even recently. And I think that's beautiful that God had you write things so that when you went through an experience of weariness again, because I think we just kind of go through cycles of that in this day and age, but that those things that he had you write encouraged you, filled you with hope again to get through this season that was so heavy and difficult. So Jeanette, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing with us and being that voice of hope to so many. And we just pray that God blesses the this book and as it launches out into the deep and people hear about it, that they grab a copy and get encouraged. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Sherry. Wow, it's been my pleasure. This show has been all about hope, the hope we can find in Christ alone to bring freedom from fear, addictions, weariness, and bondages of all kinds. I challenge you this Christmas season to begin hoping and let that hope be revealed as you ask God for great things because He has good gifts and He wants to give them to you. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 159, Hoping for Good Gifts. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics, information about our guests, and links to anything mentioned in the show at soulh2o.com slash 159. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family, take a screen capture while listening on your device, and share on your social media. Come back next week for episode 160, my last show with my favorite man, Todd Stahl, author, illustrator, firefighter, and tattoo artist, along with his buddy and mine, author, speaker, global worker, and TV host, Joe Amaral. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed.
Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.